from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, welcome to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. Celebrating Powerhouse Women is proudly presented by CAB Incorporated and Capital City Home Loans. And good morning and welcome back to another exciting episode of Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierch, and today I am joined by a community leader and a powerhouse herself, Dr. Rhonda Anderson. Good morning, Dr. Rhonda. Good morning, Amanda. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, you were so kind before the show to allow me to informally call you Rhonda, so I will <laughs> I will drop your designation, your well-earned PhD from Mercer University, yes. for the sake of the conversation. No, that's fine. Thank you for joining us today. I know that you have several powerhouse friends who have uh, <laughs> appeared and also spoken very highly of you. That's Aww. why we're here today. Yes. For our listeners that might not be familiar with you through the marketplace or what you do, um, I'd like for you just to tell our listeners a little bit about the organizations that you support and your role within uh, the community sustainability enterprises and also your coaching as well. Oh, very good. Well, like I said, once again, thank you so much for having me. It was an honor and a pleasure to get your um, invite. So just a little bit about me. Um, as Amanda stated, I've got my PhD from Mercy University back in 2012. I have a very extensive background in higher education. So I love it because I've been able to work on the faculty side of things, but I've also been able to work on the administrative leadership side of things too. So I have a lot of experience in student services. I've taught in every level of academia. I've taught doctoral students, master's level students, undergrads, and even those high schoolers who are um, attending college while they attend high school. So I have had the pleasure to be in every type of institution and all of those experiences have been very different. So I've worked in a for-profit institution not-for-profit institution. I've been in Christian institutions as well. So back in 2012, transitioned, well, 20, well, 2012, yes, transitioned out of higher ed. And so didn't know what to expect because I had just gotten my doctoral degree um, and started out doing my own thing with coaching and consulting um, back in 2013, became a certified coach. Um, met Deirdre Cox in 2015. And so she, you know, approached me, was like, hey, you know, do you want to do some contract coaching and presenting with me? And I was like, oh, yes, because we had the same, you know, goals and mission as far as educating um, people, you know, in low income communities. And so I dove at that opportunity. And eventually she asked me to become the director of curriculum and program planning for community sustainability enterprise. And so that's where we are now. And I'm also an author. So I've written two Congratulations. books. Thank you. I, um, <laughs> I co-authored a book called The Quick and Dirty Guide to Entrepreneurship. That book was co-authored back in 2015. And I basically did that book because we had so many people, me and um, the person who I co-authored the book with, coming to us like, how did you do this, this, and this? How did you implement a small business from home? How did you jumpstart this? How do you do social media? So me and her, we got together and we wrote that book. And it has been very helpful to a lot of entry-level entrepreneurs. Um, and even some seasoned ones too. Um, I also just recently wrote The Gold Diggers Playbook, Eight Strategies for Next Level Success. Hashtag next level. Hashtag next level. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Amanda. And um, so I dropped that book back in October of um, 2021. Mm -hmm. 
I love the names that you um, came up with. I wanted to say that before. The Quick and Dirty Guide of Entrepreneurship or to Entrepreneurship. That's not only like uh, eye-catching, but also ear-catching mm-hmm. when you hear it. You're like, ooh, like the quick and dirty. Like we're going to get down and dirty <laughs> because right. people think, um, you know, it's all glorious uh, rainbows and butterflies, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of knit and grit and, oh, yes. and grind involved. Yes, it is. And then, too, you know, I, I coined myself the queen of the quick reads because I know busy professionals, they do not have time to read 30,000 pages Um, and so I feel like hey let's deliver high impact in the least amount of pages as possible so that people can implement so that's that's my mantra exactly and then also the the gold diggers I like that plan (laughs) with gold diggers playbook Mm -hmm. where did the inspiration for these titles come from because they're so sassy and so catchy yeah I I just love I want to get people's attention Right. When when I do creative works, it's, it's really about getting that person's attention and making them want more of it, you know. And so, like I said, I am so opposed to reading books that are 30,000 pages. And I really want to give people exactly what it is they need without, you know, over saying, overstating mm-hmm. or even adding a jargon that they don't understand. Yeah. You know, or just information to yeah. take up more pages. Exactly. I like it. So the quick and dirty guide is just that it's a quick and dirty guide. I'll have to check that out. Yes. And I remember uh, just referencing Deirdre because she's a mutual friend of ours. When she came on, I didn't think it was that long ago, but it might have been because she was talking about your book that mm-hmm. was just coming out. Uh-huh. So I know that you guys kind of um, you guys work with Capital City Home Loans yes. in, in a certain regard. And you guys do a lot of traveling together, mm-hmm. spreading the good word about sustainability. Yes. Um, I've often talked to you guys when you're on the road and like mm-hmm. Tallahassee or the Carolinas. Talk a little bit about what that looks like delivering that information in different marketplaces and kind of uh, spreading the the education piece across okay. uh, a variety of regions. Definitely. Well, like I said, I became the director of curriculum and program planning back in 2017. And so basically I assist with creating programs that we roll out for low income, low to moderate income individuals and communities. And so basically we kind of get an idea of what the communities need. And then that's how we develop programming. So we don't just develop programming just to develop, right? Mm -hmm. And so we partner with banks and we also partner with corporate organizations. So banks, they have CRA initiatives that they have to um, plan out, right? And so, or uh, corporate organizations, they have corporate social responsibility initiatives. And so basically we help them design programs that will not only give them the return on investment that they're looking for, but we want to ensure that we're transforming the communities that they're serving. And so that is always our goal. We never want to check a box. Um, We subscribe to four pillars. Um, One is mental and physical wellness. Sometimes you hear us, you know, refer to it as social emotional wellness. We have um, workforce and career development. We have financial literacy and capability and education attainment. So basically, you know, mental and physical wellness, a person has to be well mentally, right, in order to achieve hashtag next level Uh success, right? So we have to address those things because sometimes we'll allow our past experiences and issues to hold us back from moving forward. And also, you know, we need to be healthy individuals when we're trying to do something on a next level. You can't be somewhere sick in a hospital, right? Um, Nothing will get done with that. Right. And so we love financial literacy and capability because it's one thing to teach a person financial literacy, but we want people to be capable. So what are those top three financial goals that people are needing to um, achieve before they leave our voices, right? right? And so we help them figure those things out. 
education attainment. I you you can tell I love education, right? Yes. I went to the top, right? Mm -hmm. But some people is that's not necessary. So we don't necessarily believe in um, the four year degree is the only thing. Mm -hmm. You know, a person can get a certificate and you're, you've upskilled yourself in four, eight, 16 weeks. Yeah. And so you're making way more money than you've ever thought possible, especially if someone's going after something like IT. Right. Right. I've heard of people getting a certification, they're making like $80,000 a year yeah. <laughs> just off a certification. They can code or exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, and so we just, love all of those things and career and workforce development right is one thing to get the job but how do you keep the job how do you um get yourself promoted within the company or what is going to be your exit strategy plan from that company mm -hmm. right if the company's not going to offer you the career growth that you need i really like how you said that you it's not a cookie cutter application mm -hmm. that you kind of figure out what's going on within that marketplace in order to serve them and that you transform the community yes how do you find out that information in order to tailor the programs to that specific audience? Well, we definitely believe in getting out into the community. So that's where you see, hey, we're all over the place, uh -huh. right? Because we're out there shaking the hands of the people within the community. So we'll contact the organizations that we're serving. Survey, you know, okay. survey data is very critical to what we do as well. So we do lots of survey data, really talking to the individuals who manage the population to see what they um, what they think that the population need right. and then you know we go from there and that's how we start the planning process so it's lots of survey data yeah. lots of talking lots of networking and getting to know the leaders who are out there too who are managing the population to kind of see what they think very nice mm -hmm. I like the amount of um, personal the personal aspect that you mm -hmm. put onto it because some um, organizations or some educational delivery might just be that you know yeah. it might be generic but yes. yours is absolutely tailored to yes. the audience yes definitely and we also love adding the one-to-one -one coaching component because it's one thing to teach people in a group but we take it another step further let's mm -hmm. you know get the individual in a um in a, in a meeting one-to-one -one, yeah. you know with a life coach and yeah. let's see what are those goals that they're trying to achieve because you know is okay financial literacy is the goal for everybody right but somebody else might be looking oh i just want to save for a car or mm -hmm. i might want to um you know do some Get investments pay right. off my college right I and so <laughs> definitely and so we get the individual in a one-to-one -one situation where we're really figuring out what it is that you want to do and help them get on the road to getting there so we've been selling that one-to-one -one coaching because that's where we've seen the highest impact value yeah mm -hmm. what did the checkpoints look like in a, if i were a customer or client within a one-on-one a -on -one type scenario with you obviously accountability mm -hmm. and deliverables are very important mm -hmm. in any achievement so what does the term look like uh, as far as our relationship and what are the kind of checkpoints that you kind of ensure the success of the information that you've laid out with oh, the individual? Yes, there are checkpoints and there are um, expectations from our side of the house. So we like being with our clients. 12 months is, is great, right, on an individual basis. Sometimes we've done it six months, sometimes we've done it three months, but it just depends on funding, mm -hmm. um, how long we're with the person. But optimally, we like 12 months. Yeah. And so they would meet with a coach um, on a one-to-one -one basis for an hour per month. Mm -hmm. And we're, you know, getting their goals down, talking to them about some of the things that they've achieved, you know, what's holding them back from going to another level. So those are our checkpoints, those sessions. Mm -hmm. and, um, and so that's how we kind of glean where they are, give them resources, you know, that'll assist them to move out of the, the rut, right, if they're stuck in a rut. And, and move so the needle to success. That's right. I like it. Well, as you mentioned, and I had no idea until you just shared um, your long tenure in the world of education, mm -hmm. but it's obvious that you're passionate for helping yes. other people kind of grab hold and, and move forward to success 
let's rewind just a little bit. We were talking before the show. You are a Georgia native uh-huh. from Albany, Georgia. Yes. Let's start back um, maybe when Rhonda was in high school mm-hmm. and uh, where you kind of caught the bug or the spirit to, to be the success that you are today. Well, I'll just, I had a lot of influence and I was, I'm thankful, right? Because I always go back to that. Like what made me want to pursue goals, you know, because I come from a low income background. Mm-hmm. I was raised in the projects. You know, so my trajectory was, you know, to have a child early, um, to maybe continue living in the projects, live on public assistance and things like that. But for some reason, you know, I don't know, you know, where my mom found this money from to get the Jet magazine. I don't know if you know about Jet and Black Enterprise and Ebony magazine. Uh I've heard of Ebony. So those magazines really show black African-Americans, you know, who are totally successful, right? And so those magazines expose me to the corporate culture that we are able to, to have access to and win in. Mm-hmm. And so I would read those magazines as a young girl, just looking like, wow, you know, I wanna be like, you know, this particular woman or, you know, like this African-American billionaire or just seeing the lifestyles that they were leading, that kind of showed me another world. Mm-hmm. It was a world that I wanted to be in. And so I knew that I was going to college um, after I graduated from high school, I knew it hands down. And I was making my mom proud because I was the first person to graduate from college in my family. So I'm a first generation grad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was where that hunger for something different came from just, man, I was like, it was as simple as a magazine, you know, and it's, it's in the exposure, you know, what causes people to want change. Mm-hmm. Exposure is different for everybody. And, you know, sometimes people aren't even privy to having a magazine, you know, um, I'm sure that those magazine subscriptions were probably a stretch for my mom because she was just barely making ends meet. But for some reason she had them and they really did impart you know, something more in me to want more, you know, professionally, you know, so. And is in, is Albany where you started your family? Is that where you met your husband? Well, yes, I was in college. We were in college when we met and um, <laughs> I had just started college. I was going to Darton College and he was going to Albany State University. And um, so we were working at Sears both part time. And so, yes, so we met down there, but we actually ended up getting married. We were in Atlanta. So moved to Atlanta in 1998. And then you started your family. Yes, started our family. And you so. are a mother of three. Yes. Three boys. Yes. We were just talking. <laughs> Not only are you the queen of quick reads, but you're also the queen of the Anderson household. <laughs> That's the only right. queen. The only queen. And I absolutely love it. My husband always says, well, you know, at least you don't have to fight with another girl about your clothes, your shoes, your jewelry. Your but he's yeah. <laughs> right. But he's fighting with the boys. Where's my belt? Where's my this? But he does an awesome job with them. And I couldn't have asked for a better partner. And it was something that. Um, I I always envy my sons because I didn't grow up with my father in the house. And so it was just like an honor and a pleasure just to see him interact with them and be there for them. And um, all the small moments, you know, like prom, you know, going to take them to get their suits and he knows the right cut and what it should look like, you know, just giving them advice on finances and challenging them to do more, you know, so. So yes, he's he's been great leader of the household. Yes, James Anderson is a very good leader of our house. (laughs) Well, I can imagine that there are some things that you guys had to overcome some challenges in the building Mm -hmm. phase of Mm -hmm. not only your marriage, but also going through school to get your PhD. What are some things that you kind of held on to to keep you sane while navigating, uh, continuing your education, starting a family, being a mother? 
what did you do in order to maintain balance and still continue to persevere? I, I don't even know if I had balance, Amanda. <laughs> you were just drinking from I a fire hose? I was just doing it, doing it. But, you know, it was really the people who helped me, my support. I had a support network during that time that really helped me get forward. I mean, who has the luxury? I had a manager at the time, and um, I was in higher education working. She would allow me you know, time to go down to Mercer if I needed to, or to leave work early. So she was a big part of my um, support system, especially during the dissertation phase. You're like in a constant writing mode, and if you need to be in the library at 10 a.m. on a Tuesday, okay, you need to be there. But she would allow me those things, or if I needed to take off. James, very supportive. I mean, he really just stepped in. Our sons are very, they were very active in sports at the time, very young, and so he just really stepped in. He would cook for them. He would get them to practice or we had other friends too you know because our sons they you know very popular guys wherever they are they mm -hmm. make friends and so we have friends who you know we're friends with the other kids parents mm -hmm. and so they would help so it's just really for me a great support system and then the personal drive you know that I have that I've always had you know so I'm sure that um, your sons look up to you and all of your success and they think that it's, it's just a wonderful testament mm -hmm. to um, what they could do and also yes. as um, their mother. In addition to the woman that you just mentioned, who are some mentors that you could say were noteworthy along your, your uh, road to success? Well, actually, um, it, it was a lot of males for me, right? Dr. David Bowie, um, he was my PhD um, guide in, in higher ed. Um, as far as Mercer is concerned, he was like the toughest chair. <laughs> they were like, why would you want that chair? He's tough. I was like, oh, I want tough. I want tough early so that when I'm presenting, I'm good. And so he, it was just like that. You know, it was very tough. I think I may have cried a couple of times, but he was like, no, you have this. And so he was really my guide in um, higher ed. <clears throat> and um, as far as my, my career mentor, it was Janice Henry. You know, she was the person, she was the VP of Student Affairs where I worked. Mm -hmm. And so, like I said, she was very, I loved her, her her demeanor, right? She would come in just very chic, you know, that's where I get the one color thing from, mm -hmm. right? She'll do one color, her one color outfits, and just look so put together, but very wise, you know, um, very wise beyond her years as far as what other people may think, you know? and. Um, other people might have thought of her as, you know, not the best boss, but she, she really was a good boss to me. So, you know, during that time, those were my three, you know, powerhouse people supporting mm -hmm. me. And I also have some good friends, too. Of course. Yeah. Um, they and we were all on the Ph.D. journey together. Um, Dr. Natasha Anderson. Uh, she was and she's not my sister but we're like sisters <laughs> uh -huh. we got the same last name uh -huh. <laughs> but she is one and Dr. Valora Richardson they are you know some other powerhouse women who they we all got our PhDs around the same time wow. and as far as a support system that understood what I was doing because you always need that type of support system someone who's in that journey yes you know they with, were you. In it with you they were yeah. in it with me um, and then one more um, powerhouse PhD Dr. Lorna Deshay as well and so they were just there, you know, for me every step of the way. And so that kind of support is always necessary. The person who really knows what it's like to walk in those shoes. Right. 
And a combination of, yes. of all the two. I'm sure through coaching, you yourself have been a mentor to many. Yes. What would you say are some really or some three top qualities uh, within a leader? Because you coach and you train leaders. Mm -hmm. So, what are three things that stand out to you, or three things that you kind of emphasize when training the leaders of the organizations that you work with? Well, one one thing that I love about a leader is a leader who isn't afraid to get into the trenches with their people and do the work right? Um, they work alongside their people and aren't afraid to do that. Um, so that's one thing that a leader needs to have is I'm going to roll up my sleeves and we're going to do whatever we need to do together. Another thing is a leader who's approachable. I like leaders who are very approachable because when you're not approachable, that makes everybody else feel like, oh my gosh, I can never share my ideas or I can never share my concerns with this person. And that one person could have the answer to whatever problem that you guys are going through as an organization. So don't scare your people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> don't scare your people, right? And then caring for your people. You know, just having a caring heart. Because it's one thing for a person to come to your, your, your workplace every day and they spend a lot of their time in your workplace, right? So why not care a little bit about what's going on with them on a personal level? Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, that's the truth. You and I were chatting before mm -hmm. the show about back in the day when we'd have nine to fives or yes. eight to five jobs. And you spend 40 plus hours a week yes. with those people or inside those four walls. Mm -hmm. So if you don't make any effort to to kind of go beyond your cubicle, right? <laughs> then what are you doing with these people that you're spending a third of your life with? Right, Same and important. if you're scared to death of your manager, you're not gonna do anything. <laughs> and you're not gonna approach them. That's they're gonna right. feel like they, they're guarded with a wall. That's right. Rhonda, before, um, before, excuse me, before, when we come back from a break from one of our sponsors, whom you know very well, okay. Capital City Home Loans, yes. you and I will dive into some, uh, some different topics of conversation. But okay. for now, here's a word from our partners. Since 1982, CAB Incorporated has been a distinguished leader in manufacturing and global sourcing, serving a variety of industries, including infrastructure, hydraulics, automotive, and rail, with their precision machined iron and steel products. As a woman-owned company, CAB Incorporated is proud to be a returning partner of the Celebrating Powerhouse Women Series. With strong roots in the past and firm footing in the future, Capital City Home Loans combines an old-fashioned sense of community with a progressive attitude. They are a trusted full-service lender, offering mortgage finance products and empowering their associates to help clients choose the best options. They are focused on being the best and strongest lender in the Southeast. Visit cchl.com locations to see all of their offices, including Gwinnett. Welcome back to Celebrating Powerhouse Women. I am your host, Amanda Pierce, joined in studio today by Dr. Rhonda Anderson. Before the break, we were talking about mentorship and leadership and all the wonderful things in between. Um, Dr. Rhonda actually has been a coach for over 20 years with experience in business and higher education, as she mentioned before. But one thing that stands out to me in your bio, and I've highlighted it here, Rhonda, is that you are an engine for entrepreneurs entrepreneurs that's the cough drop in my mouth that you can't you can't say that <laughs> I was word wondering right now how you gonna make an interview with entrepreneurs <laughs> at least I'm not chewing gum right, right um tell us a little bit about how you started your your coaching organization and tell us a little bit about how you are an engine for the entrepreneurs through the program well, I, I actually saw the power of entrepreneurship back in 2013 when I was released from my job, right? So I tried so hard to um, 
apply for other jobs, not even thinking about being an entrepreneur. And so eventually it came down to me needing to make a job. So entrepreneurs, they make their jobs, right? And so that's where I fell in love with the, 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 the whole idea of being an entrepreneur is because I, I was given that task of doing that on my own. Not sure what I was going to do, who was going to listen. You know, you go through all those things, right? But I started anyway. And so I really do feel like it was, I'm a, I'm a Christian, I'm a believer. I really do feel like it was God saying, well, I didn't intend for you to stay just in higher ed. No, I need you to step out. And so I had to step out on my own. Hashtag next level. Hashtag, that's right. Hashtag <laughs> next level. I love it. And so that is where my love for entrepreneurship began and the love for teaching other people how to do it. Because it's one of those things where I feel like there are so many more people out there who want to do it, but they don't understand where to start and what do they need to do to get started. And so that was where the love came from. And I had to create my own uh, coaching Got company. Yeah. And so the, my very first coaching company was called a Scholar's Touch, actually. Um, <laughs> I like that name. <laughs> yes, back in 2013, you know, 2013, 2014. And um, it's now... Jaco, yeah, Jaco Global. That, mm -hmm. Those are actually the initials of my son's uh, first names. <laughs> and so basically, I draw. Well, wait, I there's three. You have well, I put the four letters. Corwin, okay, is C O. Oh, gotcha. So, so Corwin, uh -huh. that's the oldest one, and yes. his the first two letters are C O. Uh huh. And so um, I had stopped it, you know, and put a scholar's touch to rest because I had had some issues. Um, and, I, and it was a hard breakup. You know, I had a business breakup. And so I kind of put that to the side and was really focused on community sustainability enterprise a whole lot. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that with me writing this book, I needed to really, you know, to start another coaching company, you know, so that people understood, okay, what, are, okay, when I go to your website, what is this, right. you know, or, or if I get paid speaking gigs outside of CSC, which that's always a possibility, right? right? So what are they paying? Who are they paying? So right. I knew I needed to make another entity. Um, but I just absolutely love entrepreneurs because you get an opportunity to do, I mean, you, you're like, you're totally in control of your passion, right? And I always tell people, make sure that when you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur you're doing some of the things that you really love to do that you don't mind waking up to do. And that you can do it for a long time, you know, because and I and I do know some entrepreneurs, they have multiple things and some things may not be their favorite. But it is my hope that you at least create one opportunity in your portfolio of businesses that is your favorite thing to do yes. and, stick with um, it. and stick with it. And so that's, you know, my thing. I love helping people implement foundations for their businesses, because a lot of times we'll start a business with no foundation. I've seen where people they've hung their shingle out. I'm a consultant. But do you have a business plan? Do you understand how to network? Mm -hmm. uh, do you understand how to use social media on an entry level? Uh, what, what are your operations? What happens when a customer finds you? What happens? What's the process? And so I like to help people implement a solid business foundation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times that's what's missing. And so we see, we've seen that, right, with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So the pandemic hits, right? So we've heard of a lot of businesses not being able to get PPP money because they didn't have a solid foundation in mm -hmm. place. So it's all about foundation when you're an entrepreneur. No matter how much you try to skip it, you got to go back to the foundation and really implement it. You know, just like building a home. 
You That's can't right. literally build a house until you lay the slab, the concrete slab, That's which right. is the foundation that's, that's going right. to sustain the entire structure. That's right. And something as simple as filing business taxes, a lot of people had not. But that was a requirement for the PPP. Mm -hmm. So that goes back to what? Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. I got to say, you are super quick-witted and very <laughs> um, just awesome with the names of things. Like when you're telling me the scholar's touch, that was, I loved it. And then I'm reading again the Gold Diggers playbook. And then also the Quick and Dirty Guide. So you definitely have a knack for yes. creative names oh, and enticing um, names at that to kind right. of reel you in, like you said. Mm -hmm. And the queen of quick reads. <laughs> Speaking of quick reads, I'm very excited to receive my um, dedicated copy yes, of The Golden. you will. <laughs> yes, you will. You. No, you will. Tell me a little bit about what the experience was like. Obviously, you've always been a creative writer. Mm -hmm. You know, you've been putting that um, mm -hmm. to practice in a variety of ways throughout your career, but kind of nailing it down and creating these two publications. Yeah. Within the Gold Diggers uh, playbook, what would you say was um, your favorite part of that experience? And tell our listeners a little bit about the different levels. Okay. So, you know, I wrote that book because I was down in the dumps. Actually, the book had been written since like 2016, going into 2017. The book had been on my hard drive forever. Just dormant. Just dormant. <laughs> and it wasn't time. But guess I couldn't think of a title. So it didn't have a title. Those are the most important things. The title and the cover mm -hmm. could never get the title, could never even think about what does the cover look like, could never just, and those were the hardest two things about that book, mm -hmm. right? And so I would put it, I would look at it, you know, from 2016 till now, just look at it, you know, in between those, I'm like, no, mm -hmm. it's not time, I can't do it. I don't know what that is, mm -hmm. what, the, what is the title? I have a million titles saved. Possibilities, <laughs> of possibilities, yeah. and it, none of but them. Nothing hit. Nothing hit mm -hmm. for me, and um, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So fast forward to the pandemic. The pandemic hit. So I and, I and I'm going back a little bit. I wrote the book because I felt like people need to understand some of the things I go through, because I have ups and downs. I might look all great, because I mean, if you look at my social media, you think this girl is a I real mean, rock uh -huh. star. Like what? 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 Right? Because <laughs> sometimes I don't believe my social media myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, I get to do so many great things. Thank you, God. Anyway, <laughs> but we don't post the bad hair days. No, we don't post the or, bad hair yeah, days. Any of so those we don't things. post any of uh -huh. that stuff. So that book was written out of me having to go through another type of transition and really d trying to see where am I going, you know. And I and these are certain things. The tips in the Gold Diggers Playbook. I use these to get myself up out of the dump, you know. And so I kind of get very personal in the book. Um, especially about my um, experience as a, um, as, a, as a person who was transitioning out of the workforce and trying to figure out my whole life back in 2013 after I got laid off. So the book goes into that and I give strategies that I've always used you know, to help myself back up, to uh -huh. get myself excited about what I'm doing, to come up with goals, create them, execute, get excited again, mm -hmm. you know, because we have to be in that mode to make some stuff happen, right? Um, and so, you know, I had written the book, like I said, back in 2016, 2017, I would go on it and, you know, make some edits, close it down because I couldn't think of the, the cover in the title. 2020 came, pandemic hits, right? It's like, oh my gosh, pandemic hits. And so I heard the Holy Spirit say, now it's time. I was let like, me, let me uh, stare at this, <laughs> this word document for a little while longer. I was like, God, you're so funny. I'm like, God, it can't be time. So I look at it. 
And I gave it to one of my friends. I said, hey, there was Dr. Natasha Anderson. I gave it to her. I said, hey, she's my most brutal. Like, if you want anything looked at and you want a real honest opinion, and you know, because she can hurt your feelings too anyway. I love her, though. That's my boo. But (laughs) but it takes a real friend to give it to you like that. That's right. And she was the first person I thought of going to give it to me straight. So I gave it to her. No title, no cover. Um, I said, hey, just read this because I'm thinking I probably need to release this, but I'm not sure. She read it. She was like, she's so funny. Girl. Yes. So good. (laughs) Yes. She was like, this is so good. You need to release it. You need to. And I tell you, Amanda, from that day, the title came. Uh The cover came. I had a great editor. She was editing it. And I mean, I made a few changes, but it just came together. Mm And like I said, I think now it was when people needed this the most because yes. people are at total crossroads in their lives. So many people. It doesn't matter. You you could have been the highest corporate person in your company to the lowest person. Yeah. Everybody's at a crossroad because either they've been laid off, um, they've had to shut down their businesses. What needs to happen? Change needs to happen, right? And so you need to regroup, set some more goals to get next level things done. And so this book was very timely for that. And so it helps people put together a plan. It helps you evaluate who you are now, who you're trying to become, who you need to become. Mm. You lay out your goals, you create vision for every aspect of your life. Um, It allows you to really think about the barriers that could stop you from winning. Mm. And we come up with solutions in the workbook. So it's a book and a workbook. Nice. And so it it talks about, okay, what are the resources I have access to now? Um, Who's on my team? Who do I need to help me? Because we need support. Um, and so, you know, it gives a person a solid plan. So you read the book, you do the workbook, there's a solid plan in here. Several powerful questions that will assist a person with figuring out, okay, this is who I am now. Okay, this is where I'm trying to go. Uh, what are, you know, what are some of the things I need to straighten out in my life? To get there. Yep, to mm-hmm. get there. And so. I like that it's a playbook. I didn't catch on to, I mean, obviously I see it in the name, but I didn't catch on that it was kind of a workbook as well. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome because you can then refer to it. Yes. And you can look back five years from now Mm -hmm. and say, hey, this is where I was and look how I put all those things into motion and now look where I am today. Yes, and it's so funny, people with vision, you know, you have a lot of things in your head, but when you put it on paper, it looks totally different. So that's why the first part of it is, what is my vision for every aspect of my life? What is it? And Mm -hmm. put it on some paper here for you to see it. And it kind of forces you to, I mean, if you want to achieve, um, you know, greatness at the mm-hmm. end, you have to become a little bit vulnerable and yes. really express those things open heartedly. Yes. Um, because it's just between you and those pages, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have to front for anybody else. Right. It's just for your own self. You know, I love that, that, um, the, the little statement people have been saying is me versus me, me versus me. It's the truth. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's what they tell us at yep. the gym. Your only, com- your only competition is you. <laughs> I'm just right. trying to beat my personal record from last month. That's right. Just myself. That's it. Speaking of which, just out of curiosity, because you emphasize the importance of not only uh, but mental and physical health, mm-hmm. what do you do to remain physically and, and mentally sharp outside of all the things that you do for work? You personally, what do you A do? A lot. I, I am really focused on what I eat. Um, a lot of thing, a lot of health issues come from food, you know, whether we know it or not. Exercise is like 20%, which uh-huh. I'm getting back on the road to right. that. Uh, abs abs <laughs> are made in the off. kitchen, I heard. Right. I took, I took the winter off because I'm a park girl. I'm not necessarily a gym girl. Mm-hmm. So my husband's like, oh, I'm getting tired of you wasting my, my gym money, you know. <laughs> but I'll go to a park in a uh-huh. minute and walk and work out and do burpees or whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, but I, I really focus a lot on food. 
because I feel like, wow, food is Your one fuel. of those things. Yep, it's mm-hmm. our food, it's our fuel, and it can cause so many health issues in our communities. Mm-hmm. Um, just like sugar alone. So I watch my intake. I watch my diet. I watch. You watch me slug <laughs> this <watch> Gatorade. <laughs> but I mean, and I'm not saying that I'm perfect because I still love cake and mm-hmm. ice cream, you know. But um, I am pretty much mindful, and I've seen myself be a whole lot more productive you know, during my day mm-hmm. because you're more alert, you know, so and it all stems from the type of food. I'm a pescatarian. I was going to ask you, do you have any, any meat restrictions? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so I that's eat fish. fish only, right? Mm-hmm. Fish only. And, um, you know, my husband, he started, started it out like years ago. You know, he first started as a vegetarian. I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> something faddish. Right. And so he kept going and then he was like, oh, I think I need more protein. So he started eating a, a pescatarian mm-hmm. lifestyle and I actually watched my mom pass from high blood pressure. And, wow. you know, high blood pressure has a lot to do with the what types of food you yeah. eat, you know, and whether people want to believe it or not. And I was going down that same road, especially after she passed. My numbers had elevated so freaking much. I was like, oh, my gosh, almost diabetic. Yeah. I, yes. And so I was like that from that day on, I decided, hey, I'm going to really focus on what I eat. Good for you. And it has really helped me a whole lot. And I love to walk. Because I, I used to be a hard workout girl, like, yeah, give me hit. Mm-hmm. But I'm That's like almost 50. I can't do it. <laughs> I, gotta, I don't think my I gotta joints go can get take the, it. the crazy out. That's just yeah. got to like, yeah. expel I, all this energy. Yeah, I used to be like that. But now I'm rolling over into my 50s. And so, no, I want to, you know, I don't want any broken joints. So no. I will walk. Low Walking impact. is great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, and I love, you know, the flexibility that I have because I can go walk at 12 noon if mm-hmm. I want to or 2 p.m. or whatever yeah. time or 7 a.m. You yep. know, whatever time I have, you know, to do it. So, you know, there's a lot of studies and I'm sure being that you're a psychology person that you you're already aware, but about being able to they call it being grounded. Mm-hmm. If you just go outside and literally take off your shoes and stand in the grass, mm-hmm. you know, becoming I don't want to say like I'm a hippie, become one with nature. Or something. <laughs> one with nature. I like that. But like you were saying, going and spending out uh, time outside mm-hmm. in the fresh air, yes. you know, and just the elements, it does mm-hmm. wonders to clear sure your mind does. because we're underneath the fluorescent lights yeah. and the climate control mm-hmm. 90% of the time. So yeah. really just kind of making an earnest effort to go out and spend some time mm-hmm. in nature, mm-hmm. I'm sure is refreshing. So those have been my key things, you know, um, and I do love the fact that I've grown to not be afraid of therapy if I need it. Hey, I'm going to go if I need it. And so I'll tell everybody that if you feel like you need therapy, don't be afraid of it. Go yeah. talk to someone, someone to talk to, you yeah. know. So if that's you know, if you need to do that, that's great, too. <laughs> uh, circling back around to um, the importance of networking in the marketplace, you know, uh, I see you at many events and, uh-huh. and we're networking queens together. Yes. What are some valuable networking groups that you participate in outside of the chamber Mm -hmm. that you would recommend to somebody um, to maybe look into or just share your your experience with the importance of networking, not only for your business, but as a professional? I have been I'm going to be the first to say I've been a little bit slow on the outward networking recently. Uh, but did a lot of networking with the um, Atlanta Realtors Association. So you want to network with people who are like you, Mm -hmm. right, who are in the same space. But then you also want to network with organizations that have the type of audience that you want access to. Right. Um, And so networking with them is highly important. Um, And so, you know, like I said, I'm starting to get back out there now. Well, (laughs) you've been doing good because I've seen you a lot. I know. At the Gwinnett Chamber, you know, (laughs) we've been having to do that. But, you know, like our work, the work that me and Deirdre does, it has been um, holding us back from getting out, getting out a lot because we do like a lot of webinars in the evening. And so it's been rough. But, you know, I've been saying, hey, I'm going to get back out here. So I'm going to look at joining some more women's associations. 
So I'm getting my feet back out there as far as the networking is concerned. I know that you're in Roswell or you live in Roswell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I do a lot in Forsyth as well. And I recently started participating in a group called Women Connect. Okay. And it's very, very interesting and fruitful. It's full of powerhouse ladies. And if you'd ever like to join me, I'd love for you to be my guest. I would love for you to send me an invite (laughs) because I'm getting back out there since we've kind of gotten past, like, how to navigate this pandemic. And you know what? I consider those Zooms also networking. Mm -hmm. You know, they have the... Uh, what is it the digital networking with a chamber Mm -hmm. and there's yes sure you only see the little squares of faces (laughs) but it's still I mean a form of networking you get on there like screenshot everybody that's on there you get a little private chat you know I'd say the pandemic really transformed the way that we network as a whole yeah and uh, technology just keeps us connected yes and the technology has been very key for us Mm -hmm. I mean we have not stopped building relationships individual you know with companies along the way I mean we've been in talks with the technical college system Um, just so many organizations partnership against domestic violence Mm -hmm. uh, rainbow village i mean we've habitat for humanity we've been still networking with individuals Mm -hmm. you know throughout this whole pandemic and we've been doing it via zoom and we've been doing it well (laughs) and delivering programming yes (laughs) well you meant all those organizations you mentioned are all friends of the studio yes Uh, mike and i actually did the partnership against domestic violence golf tournament last year we broadcasted live so i'm sure you're doing great work with all those organizations uh, my question to you as we round the end of our show, I told you the time would go by so it quickly, did go didn't by I? Fast. What are the next steps for Dr. Rhonda? What do you foresee for yourself, not only personally, but for the organizations that you serve? Let's say the next five years. Next five years. I was like, wow, I really want to be uh, on an island where there's <laughs> a blue, blue, blue sea and I can eat lunch there every day. Mm-hmm. I went to Aruba last year and it was awesome. And I'm like, ah, to wake up to this every day. Yay. Gorgeous. Maybe I'm, I'm hoping that's what five years bring. Well, I'm able to do that a whole lot more often. But as far as community sustainability enterprise is concerned, we're going to continue to grow. Right. Because we're getting the um, attention of lots of banks yes. and corporate organizations organizations who are very interested in, you know, transformation. And, you know, we've, our phones and emails have been going off the chain because people want to talk to us about how do we do this? Mm -hmm. And they want to offer this to their people. So I see nothing but business growth for community sustainability enterprise, and we're able to impact more communities. So expect to see a lot more lives transformed, you know, a lot more people who are in control of themselves personally and financially and Mm career-wise. That's what we're wanting to do. Um, as far as, you know, books and things like that, I might write another book next year thinking about it, have not, um, committed to the cause yet, Uh but, you know, I do see me speaking, um, a little bit more on some stages. So Mm -hmm. that's coming down the net, the works too, um, as far as getting into some colleges and some associations and things like that to be a speaker and to share my book. It is very important that I share my book with the world and I want to give, a. um, a big shout out to Greg Shoemate because he was the first person to buy 200 of my books. I saw that because you're so good on social media. I <laughs> yeah, saw that on social he media. He bought 200 of my books and I don't even think he read it. And I felt like he trusted, you know, he that just was trusts be me. He, trusts he knows the brother. author. Yes. yes. And uh-huh. so I was like, wow, this is what I want. I really want to get that book into even more hands. Yes, yeah. And um, and we've been doing that. And so I'm just super excited because the book is doing exactly what I want it to do. It's not about a bestseller. It's not about being on Amazon to me. It's, it's about really about the people. Development. Yep. Yeah. It's about the people. Well, for those who are listening and have obviously been intrigued by our conversation and the title, where can people find the Gold Diggers Playbook and how can they uh, acquire a copy? Okay, I have my own personal website where people can buy from. The website is drrondaanderson.com 
backslash shop and that'll take you to all of the um, books I have um, published and you can purchase on my website. And Rhonda is R-H-O-N-D-A. Yes. For those of you out there. Yes. That's and it. what about the um, Quick and Dirty Guide as well? That's on the same, same website. Thing? Okay, yes. very nice. So. And if anybody wants to connect with you personally or mm-hmm. like on social media, uh, feel free to give um, those handles as well. Yeah, so um, I have so many forms, but you'll see my face. It's Dr. Rhonda. <laughs> you just type in Dr. Rhonda and you'll see my face. That SEO, that That's SEO right. girl. You're at the top of the, the, top the, top of the <laughs> Google page. I like it. She's the queen of quick reads, yes. folks. Well, I want to ask you really quickly, um, because you're such a, an expert in coaching and development, mm-hmm. what are some words of wisdom that you could leave with our listeners as far as growth and achievement, um, people that are looking to hashtag next level okay. their success. I like that. Uh, so basically I'm going to give them one level from my book. So that's make peace with your highlight reel, make peace with your highlight reel. The highlight reel is what we've done in the past. Right. And we go back and we replay that like a highlight reel. Mm-hmm. Right. So we need to make peace with that. So it's there, get the lesson from it and move forward, get the lesson from your past and move forward because it does not have to paralyze you to next level success. Hmm. And don't spend too much time hanging out in the past because it's That's already right. happened. That's you right. want to put the energy in, into the future. Exactly. I like that. And now was that from the um, Quick and Dirty Guide or the Gold Diggers? It's from the Gold Diggers Playbook. It's Diggers level Playbook. four in the uh-huh. Gold Diggers Playbook. Level four. You see me taking notes here. Uh-huh. Make peace four. with your highlight reel. I like that. <laughs> well, Dr. Rhonda, I know that you and I were chatting before the show and um, all of our listeners out there, if you are listening on iTunes or you're listening on Spotify, yeah. wherever you're listening, hit subscribe. If if you find value in this series we'd love for you to leave a review uh, go ahead and hit five stars yes as you know all these shows are available 24 7 online at businessradiox.com dr Rhonda and after this show you're going to be able to send people directly to iTunes to find your yes. episode of celebrating powerhouse women yes thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom with our listeners thanks for having me Amanda of course and we want to give a big thanks to our partners in this series and that would be Terry Jondal and also Tammy and Greg Shoemate who've oh, been enthusiastic enthusiastic supporters of this series for quite a while. Um, you guys, I am Amanda Pierch. Please connect with me on LinkedIn, Amanda, P-E-A-R-C-H, and follow us on social media so that you can stay connected. Once again, this has been Celebrating Powerhouse Women on Business Radio X.